Go in your Bible to the book of Psalms, Old Testament. Psalms, chapter number 71, three verses. For those being water baptized, what was it again? As soon as the preacher gets through preaching, go get ready. All right, Psalm 71, starting with verse 12. My, uh, I won't preach real long today, and everybody's going, yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, my, <clears throat> I'll tell you what Liz Taylor told her eighth husband. I won't hold you long. See, I've told that so many times, I don't get near the... Uh, my sermon's like old-fashioned baloney, cut it off anywhere I want. See, you've heard that so many times that... Uh, all right, here we go. Psalm 71, verse 12. David writing. This is my favorite guy in the Old Testament here. O God, be not far from me. O my God, make haste for my help. Let them be confounded and consumed that are adversaries to my soul. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor that seek my hurt. But I will hope continually. Here's the message right here. <clears throat> Here's the message, and will yet praise thee more and more. Amen. I like that. I like that. There's a lot of reasons why I enjoy reading after this man. This attitude is one of them. Father, we ask and pray for your blessings upon the preaching and upon the hearing, or that every person would glean what they need to get from this today. In Jesus' name, amen. Praising God more and more. There's no doubt about it with David. He was a man that praised God. As a young child, David praised the Lord. As a young man, David praised God more. As an old man, David praised God more and more. We've been given a bill of goods for us, and I include myself in this group anymore, for us older people that we will join in with the little bandwagon of saying, oh, well, I just don't get excited like I used to. I leave that to the youth. David praised God more and more. Yeah. Not less and less. Oh, well, I'm just, I'm just more dignified now than I used to be. And, and I'm just more rigor mortis is set in what's going on. There are, pre, there are people out there that should be excited in God, but they are stiff as taffy. When David praised God more and more, David praised God even during the tough times. David, when he looked in the refrigerator and all there was was a Thousand Island dressing bottle with about that much in the bottom and very little else, he could still praise God more and more. I like that. I like that. 
David's own brothers betrayed him. His own wife betrayed him. King Saul betrayed him. His own general, Joab, betrayed him. Ahithophel, his counselor, betrayed him. Mephibosheth, his friend, betrayed him. What did David do? He praised God more and more. I like that kind of grid in a person. I do. The first seven chapters in the book of Psalms, the word praise is mentioned one time. The last seven chapters in the book of Psalms, you can find the word praise mentioned 49 times. What's going on? He's praising God more and more. The older he gets, the more he's praising God. The further down the journey he has traveled, the more he's praising God. Oh, well, I just leave that to other people. Not David. No, 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 no. He was first in the parade. He wanted to lead the group. He was there praising God and dancing before God with all of his might. And his wife looked down her pious nose at him and said, that's not dignified for the king. I love David's response. Oh, you're right, honey. I'm so sorry about that. Mm. He said, honey, I can get more undignified than that. I like that. Praising God more and more. Psalms 144, verse 9. I'll just give you some of these. I'll give you one in each chapter. On an instrument of ten strings, I will sing praises unto God. Next chapter, 145. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Next chapter, 146. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Next chapter, 147, praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. Amen. Psalms 148, praise the Lord from the heavens. Yes. Psalms 149, praise the Lord, sing unto God a new song. Amen. They, some churches, not in their entire existence, have they ever obeyed that commandment. Right. Oh, no. We don't sing no new ones. We like the old ones. Let me show you the logic here. About 250 years ago, there was a new song that cropped up in the church that people were singing. And the old fuddy-duddy said, oh, no. We got to stick with the old. We can't sing anything new. That song would have been Amazing Grace. Sometime or another, that was a new song. That was a new song. Praise God and sing praise unto God with a new song. Psalms 140. Which one? 150. Thank you, Doc. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Yes. Alan Walker told me the other night that... Uh, he had heard that a woman had said about Orchardville Church, well, from what I've heard about Orchardville Church, all they do is praise Jesus. It's pretty good to be known for that. We're not a bunch of starch here at Orchardville Church. We have very little 
formality and formalism and there's no ritual and there's no high church and there's no robe for the preacher to wear. I ain't wearing no dress. I ain't doing it. Although the Pope, he's got the fanciest dress of them all. You ever seen him? Orchardville Church is a place of praise. And we need to learn from David. The older he got, he praised God more and more. We need to praise God now to get practiced up for heaven. We need to praise God now to get through this life. About two months ago, our direct TV went out. The lightning hit it or whatever. So we got a whole direct TV and, oh, no, we 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 can't send you a technician until... Uh, two weeks from now. And I said, well, that's, that's not acceptable. I want to, I call their bluff. I'm going with Dish Network, you know, thinking that, well, they're going to be, they're going to be out here the next day. They said, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> but okay, then playing hardball right back. So we got a hold of Dish Network. Guy came out. It's not like the, you see on the commercials, you know, with the nice-looking dish, dish network van and everything looks good, and, that, and the guy looks just like he graduated college. And No, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. But this guy, he uh, fixes us all up, and before he leaves, he says, uh, you got free HBO for three months. And I said, I've never had HBO before. Oh, oh, yeah, you'll like it. I don't know if I'll like it or not. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's free. I've already got it hooked up. Uh, three months from now, then you just, uh, uh, it gets canceled out or however it works. And I said, well, I ain't paying. For- no, it's free. I said, well, I really don't want it. Well, it's free. He, he just couldn't understand me. And I said, well, I don't, I, I, I tell you what, I'm 51 years old. Never had HBO. I've lived a sheltered life. Compared to some of you people, I'm a babe in the woods. Not to mention any names. One night I'm going through all them channels and I hit them HBO channels and going through them. There's a man and woman having sex. I turned that TV off, and I thought, there are millions of people in America that is hooked. We live in a sex-crazed, alcohol-numbed culture, and one of the reasons why we should praise God more and more, because there is something out there that wants to dive us down into a hole, into a sinkhole to where there is no life, there is nothing there for you, and it is incumbent on every Christian to praise God more and more. Amen. 
The only answer for the only answer for people, it is not for us to just act like it'll all go away and just let that culture just define who we are. And instead of getting excited, we get less excited and we get less enthralled who Jesus is. No, we got to face that full front and say, God, I will praise you more and more, even though this culture don't understand that I got to praise you. I got to praise you. Let me give you something from the Old Testament. Real quick here. Egypt, the wilderness, and the promised land. Here, just like you're reading a book here. I'll do it this way. Egypt, next. The wilderness, next. The promised land. Now, show you this in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, or 1 Corinthians chapter 2 is Egypt. The Bible says the natural man receives not the Spirit of God. They're spiritually discerned, neither can he know them. That's Egypt, living in Egypt, doing just Whatever comes to our fancy, whatever the world wants to do, do it. Everybody just goes along with that. That's the natural man. Years ago, Phil Donahue on his program was slamming the church big time. Slamming the church. He had James Robinson on his program. And he said, oh, yeah, and you preachers that take up offerings. And about the time he got through with that statement, He said, now we've got to go to a commercial break. And James Robinson said, Phil, you passing the plate right now? Wow, that was good. (laughs) Wow, that was good. But there that man was slamming everything about the church, and I had a guy come up to me and say, I can't believe what Phil Donnie, did you see that? And I said, the Bible says the natural man does not receive the Spirit of God. He's not going to understand it. He's in Egypt. What happens to get from Egypt to go into the wilderness? Now remember, Moses leading the children of Israel out. The first thing that they did on that eventful night, they had the Passover lamb. A lamb for each family. And they partook of that. That is just like salvation. After that, God led them through the Red Sea. Water baptism. And now they are in the wilderness. Next verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I couldn't speak to you spiritually I had to speak to you as unto carnal, wilderness believers, saved but carnal. God wants to eventually get you to the promised land. Next verse, 1 Corinthians 3, the continuation of this, I wanted to speak to you spiritually. We're now you are in the promised land. From Egypt to wilderness was you had to cross through the water. From the wilderness to the promised land, you had to cross through the water. They crossed through the Jordan River. 
Jordan literally means descender. It's not a type of death like it sings in the songs. The promised land is not a type of heaven like it says in the songs. There ain't going to be no Girgashites and Hivites and Hittites and all of them ites in heaven. But there wasn't a promised land there was a, where you had to overcome. They crossed through the Jordan River to get to the promised land. That is a type of the Holy Spirit, descender, the Holy Spirit descending on the day of Pentecost. Each one of these is separated by water. There's something you've got to go through. The waters of baptism, the waters of the Holy Spirit to get you to where God wants you. This thing and I've seen a preacher do this to a couple one time. They came forward, they asked Jesus to be their Savior, and he looked at them and said, that's all there is. And the look on their face, I'll never forget. You know why? We're not wired like that. We're wired to where we need to be pressing on. Christians like a rubber band. They ain't no good unless they're stretched. We need to be stretched. We need to be going from glory to glory. We need to go from Egypt unsaved to where we said yes to Jesus Christ in our life. And yeah, there's a time to where a person's going to be saved, but they're going to be carnal. And I know I've heard preachers say, hey, no such thing as a carnal Christian. That preaches good, but that's not biblical. There is. Paul talked about it. Imagine being in the wilderness, you're right here, and you're refusing to go into the promised land. That's being carnal. Who's carnal? The person that's saved but won't serve. That's carnal. And there's a lot of ways to serve in this church. CD ministry is an excellent way to serve. I hear it every week to where people say, preacher, I take them CDs and I pass them CDs out and I hand them CDs. That is a great way to serve. Great way to serve. Who's carnal? The person that's saved but won't tithe. Carnal Christian. Who's carnal? The person that's saved but won't share Jesus to others. That's carnal. Who's carnal? The person that's saved but won't submit to authority. That's carnal. Who's carnal? The person that's saved but won't read the Bible. Who's carnal? The person that's saved but won't stop gossiping. That's carnal. What holds people back from going on into the promised land? Right here. This does. Right here. It's what happened 3,000 years ago with the spies. The 12 spies were sent out. Two saying, bless God, we can do it. And 10 saying, oh no, we can't. And that spread like an infectious germ throughout all 3 million people. It stopped what God was wanting to do through the people of Israel. It stopped them in their tracks because, oh no, we can't. I'm afraid. I'm scared. You ever been scared? I'm scared. I'm weak. I'm a victim. I know professional martyrs. They jump in front of a bullet just so they could say, I've been hurt. (laughs) 
What's the secret? David gave it to us. Praising God more and more. How could David face Goliath? Because he had been praising God his entire life up to that point. When David said, I have killed a lion and I've killed a bear and I will kill that ugly Philistine. What's going on? He's growing and he's praising God more and more. That first time that lion came out and he killed that lion, I thought, wow, praise God. I bet he went looking for a bear. It's like, the, it's like the little boy that told his dad, his dad killed a big bear, and he said, and he told his dad, said, Dad, I'd sure like to uh, be able to kill a big bear like that one day. And the dad said, Son, there's little bears out there. I had a guy tell me one time, if I was big as you was, I'd be clearing out every bar in town. I said, There's little guys you could fight. Well, he wasn't fighting them either, you know. <laughs> You know, <clears throat> the tribe of Gad, carnal Christian, got to the Jordan River and told Moses, we made an agreement with Moses, finished it up with Joshua and said, we will help you fight, but we're not going to cross that river. We're going to stay right here. We want to stay right here in this carnality. We want to stay right here. That's not good, parents. That's not good, parents. Because that was the tribe of Gad. We find this, I think it's in Mark chapter 5, with Jesus going to the country of the Gadareans. And they're raising pigs, which was an abomination to the Jewish people. And I'll grant you that group that told Moses and then told Joshua the same thing, we will obey the commands of God, but we're not going to cross on over into the promised land. We want to stay right where we're at in the wilderness. We want to stay carnal. If you had asked them about raising pigs, they would have said, absolutely not. And yet, their offspring were now doing it. Their offspring were now doing it. They walked a wilderness walk, and they talked a wilderness talk. I'm not going to do that. Let me show you one wilderness talk that I've heard down through the years. Well, you know, I just, I just don't know how Orchardville Church can give away free 5,000 CDs a month. We couldn't if everybody talked like that. The devil tempted the Lord Jesus. Anybody want to know where? In the wilderness in the wilderness and what Jesus say it is written he did not talk wilderness talk 
He did not walk a wilderness walk. He talked promised land talk. And that's what we need to do, praising God more and more. Even during tough times, praising God more and more. I always forget, I think, don't, I think it's the Presbyterian church. As many times as I told this, I ought to get this right by now. Presbyterian church on Broadway in Mount Vernon. I, when I was a junior in high school, took a building trades class, and that really is the earliest memory that I have of seeing that on the Presbyterian Church. It is a, maybe a 25-foot etching in granite blocks of the image of Jesus. And I've seen that for, well, since I've been in school. And it's been probably 10 years ago. I was driving down Broadway, and I saw that like I'd never saw that before because I noticed the very bottom block where Jesus' feet were at, it was a different color than all the other blocks. We called up there to the church and asked them about it, and they said, you know, all the years we've been here, that's only the second time anybody's called and asked about that. And said it was just happened. It just when the blocks got here, one was different color than all the rest. We went ahead and used it. That day, the Holy Spirit, while I was driving down Broadway, just dropped this right into my heart. At the feet of Jesus, God can color up your life. Everything changes at the feet of Jesus. I want every person here to praise God more and more, and I know it's easy to say and it's harder to put into action when troubles come along the way and when things happen, but just like David, I'm telling you, a Malok's moment for David was not somebody said, I just don't like you today. No, a Malok's moment for David was, over here in this field, Saul's got 10,000 men, he wants to kill me. So David knew what he was talking about in praising God more and more in his life. No matter what happened, praise God more and more. Praise God more and more. I want that for every Christian here, but I do know this as well. It's got to start somewhere too. And it starts at the feet of Jesus to where we say, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to the cross I cling. How's this work? God supplies the Savior, I supplied the sinner. God supplies the Savior, you supply the sinner, is how that works. And it's already been bought and paid for. All the grace of God rolled up into one, all I did that night when I said yes to him, and God just exploded that grace into my life. The grace of God, G. R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. Already been paid for, 
All I've got to do is say yes. I want that forgiveness. Bow your heads, please. Father, we're thankful, dear God, for your grace. Thankful, Lord God, that we can praise you through the storm. Thankful, Lord God, that we can be what you want us to be in this life. And thankful, Lord God, that we can call out unto your name. And you are mighty to save. Glory to God in that. Glory to God in that. You are mighty to save. We ask and pray for your blessing, your touch, your anointing, dear Lord, upon this altar service. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. For our transgressions, crushed for our sins, the punishment that brought us peace was upon again by his wounds, by his wounds we are healed. He was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our Punishment that brought us peace was upon him by his by his wounds we are healed. We are healed. By your grace we are saved, we are saved. He was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our sins. Punishment that brought us peace was upon him by his wounds, by are he was pierced for our transgressions, cursed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him by his wounds, by his wounds we are he. In the life that you gave, we are healed for you paid the price. By your grace, we are saved. We are saved. You was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our sins. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. By his wounds, by his wounds, we are We are here.
that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.